It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only, and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you hear today should be relied upon only when coordinated with professional advice. Okay, Marquardt Law Firm is sponsoring our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, tax-protected inheritance plants, new businesses, and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, FLPs, and we can represent those who suffer from lack of planning, including guardianships, probate, real estate, breach of contract, and personal injury litigation. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com to read about virtual jury trials. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or not doing your will. Please help Karen Doyle, Van Buskirk, and me give good information to the listeners about business and commercial insurance today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we're going to be talking about business and commercial insurance, and I don't need to tell you that your business is important. You worked hard getting to where you are today. And most business owners continually reinvest into their business, which usually means you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Karen Dale Van Buskirk and I are talking about business insurance to protect your blood, sweat, and tears that you have invested. Karen is a San Antonio Metro independent insurance agent. She's a retired Air Force veteran. She's the mother of two great teenagers, she says. We'll we'll hear about that. A fellow small business owner, and for the last four years, Karen has been serving on the San Antonio Women's Chamber of Commerce as the co-director of membership. 
Since 2017, she's been an active Air Force wounded warrior and mentor, averaging two to three warrior support efforts per year. Karen, welcome to Talk Law Radio. Good morning, Todd. Tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with your background in education. Okay. Well, I'm originally from uh, Flaherty, Kentucky, and I my undergraduate work at Indiana University was uh, primarily in public policy, which led me into Air Force ROTC and my Air Force career that you just mentioned. Um, over the course of that career, I learned a lot about safety, uh, planning for the worst, and also um, having a plan B, C, D, and E <laughs> for, for different things and um, how to mitigate those, those risks, which carried over very easily into the insurance industry. That's uh, interesting that you say B, C, D, and E because I, I usually tell people plan A, plan B, and plan C, but you go much further. You've That's seen right. uh, how that can go. Okay, so how we know how you got interested in the insurance business. Tell us uh, when you got started here in San Antonio. As I was transitioning to retirement, um, I began my insurance career with a, with a different agency. Um, there's something called captive agents where you can only work for the one company that you're with. Um, due to some medical problems, I had to take a break for a little bit. And when I returned, I joined forces with my friend Jamie Johnson. Um, he had gone independent with uh, Pacific Crest Services. And um, the difference is, is I can sell insurance from a wide variety of different companies, a lot of the ones that you would see on TV, and some other lesser-known ones for more complicated situations or different markets. Okay. And Jamie Johnson Insurance can serve uh, all of San Antonio? Yes, all the state of Texas, actually. Oh, okay, good. Thank you for mentioning that. What do you think makes your business successful? We are highly relationship-based. It may be um, two or three meetings before I even really start selling to you because I want to make sure I understand who you are, where your business priorities are, um, your personal needs of where you're taking your business and, you know, being able to really understand your hopes and dreams for for your um, your projects that you're working on. I worked with a guy one time that said uh, the business was like a bicycle, takes you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people use their, their business to generate income, to pay the bills at home and take care of their family. You mentioned that you have two great teenagers. What makes them great? Well, um, very happy to say that my high school senior, Jesse, just got accepted to go to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Wow. So there you go. That's where all my money's going to be going. <laughs> um, and my daughter, Sarah, is a freshman, finishing up her freshman year and, you know, looking college bound for her also. But. Two very mature kids who have been uh, through the military kid experience, moving around. We've lived overseas in Japan and lots of snowy climates like Montana and Colorado and Wyoming, and they still talk to me, so I consider them pretty great kids. (laughs) Yeah, that does make them great. 
hear a lot of people that say they have teenagers and then the eye roll. <laughs> um, so when, when you said you had great teenagers, it, it made an impact on me. Yes. Okay, well, uh, we're going to get into talking about the different kinds of insurance, and then we'll take a, a short break. Um, I might get some of the, the terminology wrong. If I do, just straighten me out. Don't worry. Um, can we start with business owner's policy? Sure. So I, I, just, I describe the business owner's policy akin to a, like a value meal at a fast food place, mm-hmm. right? Um, it includes lots of things. That's right. That's right. And, of course, you want to make sure it's the right things. And that's what we uh, sit down and help you do because, of course, um, that value package is going to be different for an attorney such as yourself mm-hmm. Or let's say someone who runs a landscaping business or maybe what they consider a side hustle, Mm -hmm. which I'll go into later. A lot of folks have different needs, and we'll go through those pieces. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because when when you're helping somebody find the right policy, uh, you have to consider their individual business um, because that makes a difference on – uh, how much they pay in premiums and and what kind of insurance they probably need. Uh, and so you said earlier that you start with uh, several meetings where you talk about the business and you probably visit the business, get to know the business. Okay, well, we'll take a short break and get more into some of the factors that Karen considers when recommending certain types of insurance and what level of coverage is needed. So stay tuned. Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquart here with Karen Dale Van Buskirk. She does commercial and business insurance for Jamie Johnson Insurance Company here in San Antonio, Texas. And we just introduced the concept of business owner's policy, and she said it's like a value meal. So can you... uh, Describe a, a general policy or a common policy. What are some common components of the value meal called business owner's policy? Well, one of the first things we would start with is the, the location or plural. If you have multiple locations, do you own those locations? Are you renting? Um, that would affect um, 
also if you needed to, to ensure that business the premises loca- the whole premises the exactly right and then if you are a renter then likely we would well we definitely take a hard look at your lease mm-hmm. um, and we would work through that bit by bit to make sure we line up the recommendations with what you, the the coverage amounts that your landlord would require in mm-hmm. case something accidentally happens right the landlord puts that in the lease you're required to have uh, general liability coverage right or, mm-hmm. or premises liability coverage and then they want you to name them as an additional insured okay so is the um, the property insurance for for damage to the property is that included in a business owner's policy or is that a separate policy all in itself it would be included in a business owner's policy um, because that it has components of the liability needs and the property needs and then we kind of it's the starting point for how we expand and go into more specific things okay so this would cover you if the building catches fire if it's your fault right that's that's what we want to focus on if it's someone else's fault then of course somebody else might pay somebody else might pay but if you needed coverage because theirs ran out or uh, depending on the circumstances which of course adjusters are a whole other um, whole nother story correct okay correct uh, what else could happen? Uh, the, it, is the general liability component inside a business owner's policy? Yes. It covers, you know, your standard slip, trips, and falls. You know, hopefully uh, you're having customers come to your location mm-hmm. or even um, your employees, which would then drive workers' comp types of discussions, depending on how many employees you have. Um, any you know, if one of your employees brings their kids in or something, that mm-hmm. could be, you know, a liability type of thing. Um, you know. What what types of uh, accidents have you heard of or seen in an office-type environment? I mean, we, we probably can imagine what could happen on a construction site. Absolutely. Um, but what are some lesser-known uh, real-world accidents that may have happened? It can be a filing cabinet tipping over on someone. It can be somebody falling off of furniture. I mean, watch oh, yeah. watch some kids, and, and they'll give you a whole... Well, I've done that. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't tell my insurer, but I've stood on yes. a chair before. Yes. So those types <laughs> of things, heaven forbid, fire, mm-hmm. um, electrical fire, you know, any of those types of things, water damage, um, Probably water damage, not so much in, a, in an attorney firm, but um, for, let's say, you know, a pet grooming type of business, that would be something like we would Like if there about. was a, a broken water pipe and it's right. flooded. Or things clog up, you know, there's coverages for those types. But what if um, there was uh, rising water in San Antonio? I don't know that that's happened or that would happen, but if it did happen... Would that flooding, that type of flooding from the outside coming in, would that be covered under just a, a normal, regular business owner's policy? Nope. That would rhyme with flood coverage and FEMA types of protections. Okay. 
So if if you're worried about that, well, there is a part of San Antonio that floods frequently down there in uh, near Alamo Heights. And so we we would look park. at flood coverage, okay, uh, which would be a, a separate policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the location of your business really does matter. It if, does. If you're on a hill, and uh, it's not likely, then you weigh that risk whether it's uh, you want to manage that risk because right. insurance is all about managing risk. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Anything else included in a business owner's policy? There's typically language um, talking about theft or uh, vandalism types of things. Um, we would also talk about, you know, for example, this facility here has a lot of large glass windows. Mm-hmm. Um, we would talk about covering that because that can get very expensive very quick. Mm-hmm. You know, skylights, those types of things. And as you said, um, we spend a lot of time making sure we understand your location and any others about how old the building is and so forth because all that is considered by the insurance company um, if you own that facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about um, business interruption? Where does that fit? So business interruption, um, I'll go back to the fire example because mm-hmm. that, that keeps it fairly simple as we go through these different types. Um, if a fire happened in your in your business and you were unable you know we're talking like it's completely burned down right um the discussions would center around what it would take to make you whole again from where you were before mm-hmm. um, up to the amounts of what you're paying in insurance of course right um and so uh in our agency we like to say you know if you take that facility and you turn it upside down and you shake it what would fall out Right. Mm-hmm. Things that are not permanently attached to the building, business property, um, is part of your your business and your BOP coverage, mm-hmm. as we're talking. It would cover, um, you know, the furniture, the, as I said, file cabinets, if anybody still uses those, mm-hmm. um, possibly um, computer equipment, which would be, you know, a separate area that we might increase depending on, you know, if you have theater style big tv because of you know you're teaching fitness classes or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be then that's something we would make sure to increase um but all those types of things only to make you whole so once those amounts are covered depending on if it is actual cash value or replacement cost um and I would like to kind of hit on that also, make sure it's worth paying a little bit extra to get the replacement cost um, if, if that is an option. But a lot of times it'll be actual cash value. Um, your 10-year-old TV, whatever that value is, right. is probably what you would get back to. Unless you have a writer or something that, that bumps that coverage up right. to replacement cost. Right. Just like the studio be, here with all the radio equipment, you know, that right. would be something we you would, would talk want about. New equipment because you don't the, want to go uh, find the ten-year-old stuff again. Right? How <laughs> how would you even do that? That would be complicated. Okay, um, so all of these coverages that that corresponds to premium cost, right? Right. So of course, depending on the size of the business. Um, the risks that we've identified that 
affects the um, the price for the premium that is typically on a yearly basis. And obviously, the the safer your you know office types of situations are typically going to be a lot lower mm-hmm. than if you are you know a semi truck driver or something like that as your business. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, but a lot of business owners um, probably don't know what bad things are lurking. They don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. So they probably need to learn all of this insurance stuff from somebody like Karen at uh, Jamie Johnson Insurance Company. If somebody needed more specific information about their specific business, how could they contact you? Well, my email is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Johnson Insurance, dot com, yeah. And our office phone number is 210-693-0395. Okay, so they can call you and, and tell you their story and mm-hmm. meet with you and find out what what you think their needs are, and then they they sort of weigh the risk. That's right. You know, do I want to pay a premium for that? Uh, how likely is this to happen? Um, and you don't want to just ignore the situation, right? Right, right. And I encourage, um, especially a lot of the newer business owners, um, just like we were chatting before we went on air, to use those government resources like the Small Business Administration and uh, your local chambers of commerce, any uh, professional organizations, just like, you know, you have the Bar Association, mm-hmm. um, reach out to those circles as a new business owner and talk to those folks who have been in business a lot longer. You'd be surprised how many uh, can give you some really good advice about better and more efficient ways and mistakes maybe they made. Yeah, that's a good tip. Does, does the business owner's policy especially the business interruption um, feature, would that help somebody who had to stop work uh, when the pandemic started and the mayor said everybody had to stay home? No, it would not in general. Um, There has been some uh, litigation that I've seen in uh, professional reading, but um, so far, it's, it's viewed the same way as, um, let's say, like a, a natural disaster, right? Um, that is such a catastrophic level of, mm-hmm. of, like, we've seen with COVID. No one could have ever imagined this. And so that's beyond the scope of the resources that insurance companies uh, would normally cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's excluded from coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a type of natural disaster, are, are other medical um, problems uh, ever mentioned in in those policies? Typically, business interruption is tied to a physical loss. So, going back to the fire example, okay. that is more so what that your your insurance policy is essentially a legal contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have an agreement based on certain parameters of possibilities. Right. And things that are not discussed are typically not covered. So if right. you look okay. at it from, from that standpoint, um, 
I think I, one example I would say is, you know, when I hire a landscaper to redo my yard, mm-hmm. just because my car is in the driveway doesn't mean I can expect them to fix it, right? Right. Because they're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> that's not landscaping. That's not the deal, right. <laughs> you know. So um, it, it's not as complicated as, as you would think if you just kind of keep it in those Right. Spots. So you want to look in your insurance contract to see what's covered. Absolutely. It'll, it'll say things that are covered. That's right. And, and there's it, areas, you know, where it will say exclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically encourage people to go through with a highlighter and, you know, highlight that. Make sure you understand what that means, because if that's a problem, we need to talk about some additional endorsements or higher coverage. I see. So if you don't see it, you can't just assume that it's in there. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. We're talking about business and commercial insurance with... Karen Dale Van Buskirk with Jamie Johnson Insurance Company. And we'll take another short break and we'll be right back. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with Karen Dale Van Buskirk. And she's helping us to understand business and commercial insurance. And she uh, represents uh, many different insurance companies. She's not a captive agent. She's a a broker for uh, any insurance company that can provide good insurance, right? Essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And if you have questions about that, it's best just to uh, call her at what number? 210-693-0395. Okay, and we finished talking about uh, business owner's policy and all of the features that can go into one of those policies, and we want to switch gears uh, for a few minutes to talk about um, how businesses are set up can affect the policies that they need or want or get. That's right. And uh, as as Todd and I have discussed before, we have a little bit of overlap when the topic of entities uh, Mm -hmm. comes up. So when you first start your business, it's really important in the the early stages to define what type of entity. Um, A lot of clients that I have automatically start with LLC Mm -hmm. um, because they know that that puts that that buffer between them and a lawsuit just Mm – you know, minimally. Right. And um, when I ask people why they chose that entity, if they can't tell me why, then I'm pointing them at you <laughs> yeah. um, because that's beyond uh, my expertise. But I know it's very important, uh, depending on if there's S Corp or, you know, 
PLLC, which I've learned about recently. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different uh, permutations out there. Right. So you could be a, a sole proprietor, which has no legal entity. That means that you're solely liable for all of the the debts and obligations and responsibilities of your business. And uh, there's a LLC, like you said, Limited Liability Company, uh, which can choose its tax structure either as a traditional corporation or a subchapter S corporation or as a partnership or as a disregarded entity. Uh, You could choose a corporation, uh, again, with those uh, different types of taxation, or you could choose a, a partnership or a limited partnership. And then there's other types of partnerships uh, where there's a limited liability, limited partnership. That's a lot of limitations there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but choosing which business entity is sort of like choosing your insurance. We have to consider lots of different factors. And so it's best just to talk about what kind of business it is, what do you want to do with it, I like to begin with the end in mind, you know, what do you want to do when you retire, you know, because that could affect the structure of the business when you set it up. But it's all about um, protecting yourself, your assets, your business from uh, those who want to separate you from your money, which could be uh, creditors and predators and judgments and liens and divorcing spouses, God forbid. We don't want any of that bad stuff to happen. Um, But sometimes life happens uh, when we're intending to to do well. So then the insurance company wants to know how the business is organized. and, And then that could round out your business protection plan. Um, let's say that um, you have a business that requires uh, an employee to run errands. Um, and so some employee is going to jump in the car, in their own car or maybe a, a business-owned vehicle. All of these factors make a difference in what type of insurance they need. Yes, it does. So that takes us into the commercial auto realm of, of these types of coverages, uh, just like you would have car insurance for your personal car. Um, commercial insurance, commercial auto would protect you in those types of situations, um, such as yourself or your employee um, driving that owned vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if they're doing errands in their personal vehicle, then that becomes what's called a hired auto type of uh, situation. And it's it's not that big of an increase on, on your commercial auto, but it's something to really consider. I mean, how many small businesses don't have that kind of thing happen? Mm-hmm. You know, run and get a birthday cake or who knows, run this right. file over to a client real quick. It's urgent, mm-hmm. post office. I mean, it, it's almost a necessity. But um, that is definitely something to think about the the circumstances of how your business is going to run. And what concerns do you have for those businesses that have uh, the sticker on, on their car that says, um, I do drywall? <laughs> You're trying to, like, stab me. <laughs> um, that is usually one of my biggest concerns because um, many times those are brand-new business owners. 
Um, I have lots and lots of friends who, like you said, um, do those side hustle types of things, whether it's, you know, selling makeup or jewelry or whatever. And when you put that sticker on your car, you're really identifying yourself as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So should something happen, um, it could put you in a situation that your personal auto insurance may not cover what happens Mm -hmm. because, you know, you didn't tell the full story, right? You withheld information from your personal auto um, company by telling them that, hey. That that it was only for personal use. That's right. I'm just Mm -hmm. driving back and forth to work in personal use. When you start using it as a business interest, you're probably driving a lot more. You're driving around town. You know, those risks go up because, of course, the frequency and, you know, you you may be delivering things. Mm -hmm. It goes into a lot of spirals from there. Right. And we know just from listening to the radio and watching TV that there's a lot of attorneys that are are marketing to the public that if you've been injured um, due to a, an accident with a commercial vehicle, you know, then you get free representation because they work on contingency. So I see them as like a target, mm-hmm. you know, for for these lawsuits for personal injury. Right. And as I've said earlier, you know, the safety implications, I mean, it's not too hard to, to spot trucks around town that don't have, you know, those two-by-fours in the back properly strapped down mm-hmm. or you're watching that trailer sway. Yeah. I know I've personally almost been in an accident when those wheels gave out and that trailer oh, spewed, no. you know, on I-35. So it happens. Yeah. I, well, I tell everybody that if they drive on 35 uh, 410 or 1604 that they need a will <laughs> because it's a war zone out there it does get very crazy crazy bumper to bumper aggressive you know, right the they don't want to let you in and then so they 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 follow too close following you too close and then a friend of mine a few years ago got rear-ended on 35 and you know, it's a it's a big inconvenience. You have to go to the hospital, and um, you want to be covered, especially if you're going to be missing work and all that. You want to have the right insurance. Right. Okay, so um, one type of insurance we haven't talked about yet would be uh, workers' compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, how... How is that different from the business owner's policy? What are the different coverages there? Okay. Um, I've had some folks get workers' comp coverage confused with health insurance. Um, That is not the same, and that's not the purpose. right. Um, Workers' comp actually is not required in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. However, um, should something happen to one of your employees, it can be as simple as, you know, they're using scissors and they, they hurt themselves or, you know, mm-hmm. um, that happened on the job. That is your responsibility as an employer to take care of that. Mm-hmm. So if you're independently wealthy and you can write a check for that person's medical bills, then you don't need workers' comp. Yeah. I don't think many people fit in that category. Right. Well, I hear about uh, workman's comp more in the construction-related field because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're always getting hurt. Anything involving ladders, um, I'd say heavy lifting, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you have forklifts and things like that around, you know, when you're talking heavy machinery, um, absolutely. 
Okay. And so are these things that the business owner's policy doesn't cover? Like a slip and fall, is it different if it was your employee that slipped? Absolutely. So workers' comp would be uh, internally based towards your employees. General liability would more so be externally based. If you have a delivery person, you know, UPS comes in and they that person slips and falls mm-hmm. or gets hurt because something falls over, um, that's what your general liability would be more focused. Okay. So you're not required to have it, but if you don't have it, then uh, you may just have to pay out of the business uh, income and reserves and savings. And yep. uh, if you do have it, then Workman's Comp is designed to pay those medical bills. Correct. And there are networks that reduce some of the medical costs by it being you know, an HMO type of network. Mm-hmm. But it's not health insurance. No. So it won't pay for your well check visit. Okay. Well, we've been talking about insurance uh, for businesses and and commercial with Karen Dale Van Buskirk with Jamie Johnson Insurance Company on Talk Law Radio, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you missed today's show, you can uh, check in on talklawradio.com or apple podcasts we're going to take a short break we'll be right back If you recently moved to Texas from out of state, your current will, trust, and power of attorney may need to be reviewed and updated. Wills and powers of attorney are state-specific, so it might be a good idea to meet with a Texas attorney. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trust, and powers of attorney. They'll develop a strategy to tax-efficiently protect and preserve your assets, reduce family conflict, and maximize government benefits. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're here talking with Karen Dale Van Buskirk with uh, Jamie Johnson Insurance Company here in San Antonio, Texas, about business and commercial insurance on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And uh, we just got through talking about uh, workman's compensation and commercial vehicle insurance and uh, the type of insurance that you might uh, benefit from if you have an employee that runs errands. And uh, now we're going to talk about uh, Karen's philosophy and, and analysis of a business and all the factors that she considers. Okay, so just to kind of wrap up a lot of the things that we've talked about and uh, introduce maybe a few other things that we would talk about you mm-hmm. know, if we had a, a one-to-one meeting to look at your business. So we've talked about your entity, what type of ownership your business has. Um, we would spend a, a good amount of time capturing all the assets of your business. So we talked about real property, right, which is typically your location, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, equipment, you know, those uh, – Maybe it's special equipment that you have in your restaurant or that expensive oven and things like or that. Or if it's manufacturing, that would be right. pretty important to right. ensure. Um, and typically those things are 
uh, removable. So going back to that, turn it upside down and shake it mm-hmm. example. Um, actually, a stove would be more so part of your real estate because it's okay. usually hook, you know, permanently attached. Right. But maybe you have microwaves or slicers or you know when you're talking a mm-hmm. deli situation. Um, inventory. Inventory is a big one that a lot of people seem to forget about. Um, those products that are moving in and out to keep your business going. If you're running a hair salon, right, Mm -hmm. all the hair color and uh, shampoos and all that kind of stuff, it gets very expensive to replace very quickly. So, you know, we talk about your average uh, inventory stocks. Mm -hmm. We talked about commercial auto. And then we would get deeper into the operations of your business. And these are the parts where um, we would need to have regular conversations conversations, especially if your business is experiencing a fast growth, Mm -hmm. um, as some of our clients are saying. Um, How many employees? Because that also helps us determine that uh, workers' comp level of protection. Right. Uh, Property of others is a term called Bailey. Um, The best example is like, you know, at at like a UPS store, you drop off your items Mm -hmm. to be shipped out. Well, while that store is in possession of your items, it protects that if that store went under, you know, underwent a fire or something right. like that. Because it's not really owned by them. Right. You know, it's not their inventory, so it's a different category. Or if it was a repair shop. Right, right. And there is something called garage keepers. Very similar. Okay. More so vehicles. Yeah. Or boats, or depending on what it is. Um we talked about locations. Of course, as you expand and depending on where your property is stored um, makes a difference depending on the language of your policy. So, and we talked about business income, which is typically tied to um, when there's a physical the business physical damage policy. Mm-hmm. So and then that, benefits, which would be, you know, if you wanted to go into offering health insurance and those types of things to your employees. Oh, okay. So is the the business income, is that covered under the the business interruption feature, or is that somehow separate? It's it's that category, right. Oh, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's all this terminology that (laughs) you have to learn in order to speak the language and, and fully understand what your policy covers and what it doesn't cover. And then, because it, if you want to make a claim someday, um, like some people did when the mayor shut down the city and said, you have to stay home, um, that's not a covered event. Um, but how about uh, when there was the big Texas freeze uh, last month? Those go into those natural disaster types of things, and you'll you'll notice that there's been grants and programs and things that have come out from the federal government and even the state government. And that's probably why they did it, because even businesses that were insured um, weren't getting the relief that they needed right? Um, just because it was unforeseen. But I guess if, if, um, if the pipes burst, which they did in a lot of buildings, is that covered under a business owner's policy it, it becomes a a very specific uh, breakdown of where were the pipes that burst mm-hmm. if it's usually inside the facility or inside your home you know talking more of a personal right um that would typically be covered by your 
insurance. Mm -hmm. But as you get further from your home, um, for example, my front yard from where the you know, pipes exit my house and, and connect with city pipes, mm -hmm. that's an additional uh, type of coverage I ha an endorsement I have to add into okay. policies. Um, and then once it goes to – if the pipe breakage was once you cross into city mm -hmm. property, then they would be liable for that. That's what, A lot of times if something is not covered – it's probably because someone else is responsible for covering that oh, or see. replacing that, or um, there's a, a better type of insurance that we need to put you with, just like we talked about. So it, it, maybe it doesn't mean you have no remedy. Right. It just means you need to look elsewhere. Right. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, I wondered about that uh, because uh, – the, the power went out and the pipes froze because there was no heat. Um, I do want to get ERCOT on the radio. <laughs> so if you're out there listening and you know somebody who works there, please tell them about Todd at Talk Law Radio. He wants to interview them and find out what happened and find out what they're doing to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Okay. So we've been talking about protecting your business assets using insurance. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what Marquardt Law Firm does because they sponsor the show. Uh, we focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. So the the underlying concept behind doing a will or a trust is to leave a legacy. And so, Karen, I'd like to ask you about your thoughts about legacy. Is there a legacy that you received from uh, somebody who passed away in your family, a lesson that you learned, a family heirloom that you're proud of, or family heirloom that you want to leave uh, to one of your beneficiaries, or a lesson that you want them to remember you by? Honestly, the, the lesson I would want them to, to take is uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of wills. Um, also, as a life insurance seller, mm -hmm. um, those types of things can go horribly wrong very quickly. And I have seen situations where intended uh, family heirlooms didn't go the direction they should have because, mm -hmm. you know, whoever got there first got what they wanted and, and so forth because it it was verbal type of, you know, I'd like you to have this. And it wasn't written in the will. Right. Well, or there was no will. Okay. Okay. So uh, something that I've learned from those who went before me is uh, my, my dad, whenever he, we would go on vacation, uh, you know, he would want to take lots of pictures. This was back in the olden days when we used cameras and we had film. Um, <laughs> he would always make my brother and me get in the picture. So we're at the Grand Canyon. You know, you want to take a picture of the Grand Canyon uh, to remember it by. He'd say, get in the picture. And we were confused about that. Well, it, really, you want to take a picture of the Grand Canyon. Why do we need to be standing there? And he said, because people are more important than things. And more important than the Grand Canyon is to have you in the picture. I want to have a picture of you at the Grand Canyon. 
because I want to remember you and us on this vacation. And related to that lesson, um, he also said that it was important to honor people while they were alive. You know, you see a lot of people honored um, after they pass away. Um, the one that I can remember right now is like uh, the the music awards or the, the movie awards, the Academy Awards. They always give somebody a, an award that's not there. And I, and I think you should have honored that person while they were still alive. Yeah. So those are um, lessons that I've passed down to my kids. Um, yes, they were irritated when I was always taking pictures of them. I have a similar problem. <laughs> but um, they'll, learn, they'll remember this um, someday, uh, that um, people are more important than things and to honor people while they're still alive. Um, my granddad uh, worked well into his 90s. Um, well, maybe he was 93, I think, when he officially retired. He, he slowed down his business, um, but he officially retired, I think, in his 90s. And my dad had a huge party for him, retirement party, and honored him and, and had a press release in the newspaper. And so I, I liked that because he was honoring his dad, my granddad, um, while he was alive. And I don't know how much he appreciated it. My granddad really didn't want to be in the spotlight. He just wanted to love his family and and uh, share his faith with others and um, study the Bible. Those were things that I'll remember him by. Okay, uh, Karen, since we're nearing the end of our show today, is there anything else about business or insurance that um, you always tell people or other pet peeves that you have? The one takeaway I would ask folks to remember is no one business owner or business advisor, whether it's your accountant, your attorney, your insurance agent, no one person has all the answers. Please shop around. Mm-hmm. Please understand, that, you know, like we've been saying, the terminology of your business, whatever that looks like, um, and how best to take care of your customers in a safe environment will take you pretty far. Yeah. And for those things that are unforeseen, accidents, um, that's what insurance is for. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you had thought about that happening, then you would have prevented it from happening. Um, some people still stand on a chair, even when you should use a ladder, um, uh, and you need insurance for that too. Um, but you can prevent all kinds of accidents. You just have to take the first step in, in doing it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining me on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. And we'll talk to you later where we help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. 